Hi, I'm Daniel Baker. Welcome to the next installment of the Nix release videos. This is a summary of some of several releases from 2.8 through 2.12. And my name is Tom Breckney. I'm excited to provide an introduction to the new features and progress for the Nix project overall. I hope you will find these visual walkthroughs informative. Sadly, we were only covering the highlights of the mentioned releases. If we've missed anything, please let us know in the comments below. There's a lot to cover, so let's get started. As of Nix version 2.8, there's a new experimental command, Nix format, which applies a formatter defined by the formatter.system flake output to the expressions in your Nix files. You can format a file or a folder by passing it as an argument, or format all files by passing no argument. Here we have our flake file that defines the formatter in a file with a simple expression. If you run Nix format, it will tell us how many files and which files have been formatted. And if we look at our example file, we can see that it has been formatted. Next, we have impure derivations. These are derivations that can produce different result every time they're run, as well as have additional things like be able to access the network during builds. And they also don't have to have a known output produced or known output hash available at the time of build. So it's kind of a mix of several other kinds of derivations that already exist in Nix. Uh, this is just a recombination of some of those features. Let's take a look at how this works. So first off, we have to enable a few things. We have to make sure we have at least impure derivations and CA derivations in existence. The rest of these, I do these for uh, usage and uh, convenience. So we turn on impure derivations and CA derivations. Now let's take a look at what this looks like. We bring in our uh, standard Nix packages as necessary, and we make a derivation. Name is going to be my keys, and we're going to have this thing be impure equals set equals to true. This is what tells the machinery to use um, this, this impure derivation. Next, we give it a command. In this particular case, we'll just curl something. We'll go grab my SSH keys off of GitHub for whatever reason, because we want those public keys. All right, let's, uh, let's build it. And now that I've built it, what happened is during the build, um, this impure derivation can access the network and fetch our keys, and perhaps we could do something interesting with these. Because this is an external resource, this is considered impure, and because we don't know the result up front. So technically, if I go change my keys and rerun this build, we might have a different result. Notice how even though I ran the same thing again, uh, we did a rebuild without even asking for one. This is because impure derivations are always going to be rebuilt and their results are not cached. In that sense, uh, they will always run. And uh, other interesting things that come out of this is that if you have, you could have now chains of impure derivations that depend on each other. They will continue to be impure derivations and no pure derivation can depend on them unless you have a hash at some point, a uh, known upfront hash that allows you to then convert it back into the pure world for use in a pure derivation. Some of the use cases we're thinking about for this is something like very complex transformations of something that has to be fetched from the network and then transform several times and maybe we're gonna break apart these transformations before we finally know what the output result is going to be because it's deterministic and then we use this elsewhere. Some examples of this would be to 
uh, process a Git repository or to process some binaries into some final form before we're going to use it elsewhere in our next expressions. So again, this is uh, right now an experimental feature. Please play with it. Tell us what you think. As of Nix version 2.10, a new built-in function, trace verbose, is available. It is similar to the trace function, but must be enabled explicitly, otherwise it behaves as a no-op. Here we have a command that uses the trace verbose function. If we run it, it will simply return 1. And here we have another command that enables the trace verbose option. If we run this, it will also print our message. The next feature we're excited about is debugging. This allows us to take a look at an environment when some sort of an error occurred or took place. So let's give this a shot. By running an evaluation on a file with this new flag of tactac debugger, we're able to uh, run it and then we see that we have uh, dropped into some sort of an environment. Let's take a look at it. Um, a breakpoint has been reached. It tells us where it's located and it gives us a little bit of a hint of the context above and below the line where this took place, and we kind of explore what values are available. By typing uh, colon env, we can see we have a few variables available. Let's take a look at a and b. Okay, these are exactly what we expect. There are additional commands available under help to go look at the stack trace, the current trace, to jump between uh, stack traces, and to continue to the rest of the program. So let's take a look at the um, backtrace. We're now at this level. Um, let's say this is um, giving us all the information we want that is correct, and we can continue on to the next uh, uh, breakpoint. And then now we can explore this environment as well. We've reached, it uh, looks like, line 10s and 11. We have some different expression inside of this. We have a different environment, different variables available to us. So we've got to look at C and D, and uh, there we go. Um, that's pretty simple. Um, this is pretty useful when you're uh, evaluating a large expression or there's something where it's hard to follow the, the flow of events and doing a bunch of trace statements uh, is uh, not feasible or hard to uh, keep track of. Nice thing is you can kind of run this without the debugger active and it just bypasses all of those break statements. So give this feature a shot and let us know what you think. As of Nix version 2.10, Nix search has a new flag, exclude, to filter out packages. Here we have a command to search Nix packages for 0MQ. If we run it, we get a list of all packages that have 0MQ in the name or the description. Here we add the exclude flag to our command to filter out any packages that mention Python. And if we run it, we can see that Nix search has excluded those packages. We can also exclude multiple things by wrapping the arguments to exclude in single quotes and using the pipe operator. Here you can see we're excluding Python, OCaml, Octave, and Lisp. And if we run this, the list is now much shorter. This next feature makes it easy to try Nix without having root permissions or going through a normal install and only uses some directories in your home. So let's give this a shot. First thing we need to do is we need to grab a static binary of Nix itself, and that should be uh, fairly quick here. Once we have this, we are going to give it executable permissions. 
and then we are ready to use it. Uh, looks like we can go grab its help pages and start to actually use it. Uh, to make it a little bit access some additional experimental features, I'm going to turn those on by exporting a Nix config variable. And let's see if now we could run something. We get a little bit of warning that says that uh, slash varnix, uh, nix varnix does not exist. Instead, it's going to use something in my home directory as a true root store. Because I have those features turned on in this particular kernel, this should be able to work. Cool. We now have a hello world able to run. Let's go take a look at what exists here. So in the local share nix root nix, I have all the things I would normally expect to happen at my uh, root file system, but instead it now lives somewhere different, a little bit isolated, and this should make it easier to try out Nix in this sort of a situation. Uh, give it a shot. And that's the last feature for now. Yesterday was the release for 2.12 and is the last release scheduled for the year. This contains a large number of documentation and stability fixes. NixOS 22.11 release that just happened will have 2.11 at the very least. The Nix repo itself will always have the latest releases available. As always, let us know if there are additional changes you're excited about. Please thumbs up any issues or PRs in the Nix repo itself to bring it to the attention of the Nix maintenance team. Thank you. These releases would not be possible without the hard work done by the contributors. We also want to thank the users for bug reports, example usages, ideas, and for making the Nix community a better place. Thank you.